meeting us this morning. In light of the four testimonies that you heard, I'd like to share from Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, and then just a few observations that may help us as we seek to hear the voice of God and follow in the calling that God has for our lives. In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah, he's writing, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live, a light, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. Over the years of ministry, serving as a pastor, often people have come to me and said, Pastor Bob, how do I know the will of God? How do I know what I'm supposed to do? How do I know that God's talking to me? How do I know my purpose? Or how do I know I'm making the right decision? And I share some of the wisdom that I've received from some of my mentors over the years and hopefully that it will live into their lives. And maybe it will be a, a help to you all as well. It's a big question. How do I know what the will of God is? And how do I follow in those steps? So what I learned from Isaiah is found also in other call stories in Scripture. So I will often say to folks, go back and read the call and response stories of the spiritual greats throughout the Bible, Old and New Testament. Go back and read the call and response story of Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Esther, Isaiah, Jeremiah. Read the call and response story of Jonah. Go into the New Testament and read the call and response of the disciples, of Paul the Apostle, Peter, of Priscilla and Aquila. And you will start to see patterns of how God worked in their lives and how their assignments were given and how the the shape and scope of their assignments were carried out. And when we understand that God is consistent and that God is unchanging and that God is not going to send us in any way that is contrary to His will we can start to see maybe the way that God spoke to these people in Scripture will be the same for my life. Not the same call, not the same assignment or, or activity for God, but the same pattern of God speaking to us 
in ways that we can then be clear that it's the voice of God and say yes to God, as did Isaiah. So the first thing that we see, there are a few things in, the, in your bulletin if you're taking notes that will be helpful. The first one is to intentionally, like, like Isaiah, intentionally position yourself to hear a word from God. That means show up at worship like Isaiah was in the temple and had this vision of, of God and this assignment given to him as he worshiped God. So intentionally position yourself to hear a word from God, whether that's in worship or whether it's in prayer or whether it's spending 15 minutes a day reading your Bible or whether it's being in a small group or whether it's exposing yourself to the wisdom of of others who can pour into your life, to be in, in the midst of people who have experience and who are seasoned Christians that can help you to hear a word from God. Intentionally position yourself to hear a word from God. Isaiah did that, and you and I have done that today. You said yes to God, and you showed up at church today. You have positioned yourself to hear a word from God. The second thing is, when you have a vision or a word from God, obey immediately. Isaiah said, here am I, send me. It's not always easy. At times, like Isaiah, the task is very difficult. But God will, when God speaks to us and we sense that it is God, obey immediately. Here I am. Send me. And remember this, third, that God's will is not confusion. It is not the will of God to leave us in a confused or perplexed state. 1 Corinthians 14, 33, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. That's from the King James Version. God is not the author of confusion. God is not to, going to give us an assignment and that will leave us in a state of perplexity. Sometimes things get confusing, right? Sometimes we've got to try to figure it out along the way, what he is asking us to do once we arrive or get there or serving on that team. But at the end of the day, God's will is not to leave us in a state of confusion. So we position ourselves to hear a word from God, we say yes, we, we obey immediately, and then we trust that God is going to give us exactly what we need to fulfill the assignment, that God's going to give us the tools that we need, that God is not going to leave us in a state of perplexity. And remember this, no matter what you do, do it as if you were serving the Lord. Paul writes in Colossians 3.17, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. No matter what you do, you and I are on mission for God. And He will use you and speak through you, even in the most mundane of circumstances, even if you have the most boring job, that God can use you to touch the hearts and lives of other people. So as you are on mission, as you are sensing to hear from, from God, remember the good news that God desires for you to share to others. And remember that how beautiful are the feet of those who are called to share the good news. We go to share the good news of the one who said, I'm the bread of life. 
the one who's finished work on the cross gives us eternal life. And we're to share that. And today we have two symbols that can help us to be reminded of the good news, the bread and the cup. Jesus met with his disciples the night that he was betrayed and he took bread and he broke it and blessed it and said, this is my body which is given for you. As often as you meet, eat it. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way, Jesus took the cup of wine and he blessed it and gave thanks and poured it out saying, this is my blood which is shed for you for the remission of your sins and the sins of many. As often as you meet together, drink it. This do in remembrance of me. For often as, you eat of this, as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the coming of the Son of Man. Let's pray together.